Welcome back to another episode of Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm your host, or one of your hosts, Sean German, and with me today is my brother Brian. Say hello, Brian. Hello, everybody. (laughs) And uh, you may remember us from such podcasts as uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles and Scrooge by the Ghost. Great podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So we're here today to talk about Minute 101, 101 of Into the Night. Uh, Minute 101 begins with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Jeff Goldblum. Uh, being forced to leave a plane where they are confronted by our friendly neighborhood Savox. And then uh, they run into a Frenchman. There's some feds. There's FBI agents. There's um, mayhem. A ruckus ensues. It's a fracas. It's it's a mess. So that's minute 101. <laughs> so now we're getting into, um, you know, more of the action part of uh, the action comedy. Yes, here's a, a, what I would call their major action scene uh, of the whole movie. Though I I, I find this uh, to be slightly boring, <laughs> the way it's shot and located. And I, and I love this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. But something about this airport, it just – it doesn't seem exciting at all. It's kind of just like a hallway. Yeah, yeah. Well, so um- – you you mentioned the airport, so let's get into it. one of the, one of the questions I had for you is um, what's what's your experience of LAX? So they're in in their lo- they're in Los Angeles. This is the the Los Angeles airport, LAX. Um, have you been through this airport before? Have you experienced the the joy of this corridor in real life? No, I've never been to. I've been to LA, but never been to LAX. Interesting. So, which which yes. airport did you? I assume you flew because we're on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, that's right. I I flew, but it was actually into San Diego, uh, then drove up. Oh, okay. To Los Angeles, yes. Right. So, in that could have been its own movie. <laughs> uh, it's an adventure. Yeah, we'll we'll tail for another day, perhaps. But yes, uh, exactly. Okay. But I, so I've never been in, in, to LAX. But from what I'm seeing from this movie, I don't think I want to. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, so strangely enough, as as you know, our listeners probably don't know, but you would know. I attended school, uh, university. Well, actually, it was a college. It was not a university. Um, in in Southern California, well, inland from L.A. for a while, for a hot minute, and uh, I fl- I flew in and out of Ontario Airport, not Ontario Canada. There's an Ontario mm-hmm. California. And, it's a smaller airport outside the city. So, yeah, for someone who actually went to school, uh, you know, in a in the greater L.A. area, um, I don't think I've ever been to LAX either. Yeah, flew in and out of Ontario. So what I know of this this airport, I know from this movie. And like you said, it's it's a corridor. <laughs> yes. But uh, you're getting into the actual minute. Once they're kicked off the plane, I, I do like the shot of uh, the four 
uh, enemies, if you will, standing there with hands in their pockets laughing. I, it's it's pretty funny, <laughs> I think. I mean, they do look like terrorists. I'll say that. I don't know today what, what, what this would look like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, actually, I just want to back up. Before we get to that, I just – I need to give a shout-out. I appreciate the effort. Um, the stewardess that is kicking them off the plane, that is saying, sorry, rules are rules. Um, her lipstick matches the blouse. And I just <laughs> – I, I like that attention to detail when you take the time to coordinate. She's wearing a – I'm sure this is just standard – uniform for the personnel working for this airline, but she's got a, a mm-hmm. blue blazer and like a pink and blue uh, blouse underneath it. And the pink of the lipstick, it's just right on. It's, it's well-matched. So yes, um, this is a kudos to the uh, set designer your, or set dresser. Your, your effort is not gone unnoticed there, but yeah. And then That's my true. next note after the lipstick was, yeah, the, the force of ox, the, uh, our, our, our Iranian hitmen um, lined up, and they're um, yeah, our four stooges. They've all <laughs> they're all got the hands in the pockets the same way, although one of them has their jacket buttoned, the rest are unbuttoned. But yeah, hands in pockets, nodding, grinning. They've got our 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 protagonists are cornered. Um, they got nowhere to run, and uh, yeah, and then it cuts to them. Um, Jeff and Michelle being marched through this corridor. Yes. Right. Just right down. And, it, you know, it's just, well, yeah. I mean, it's them walking. It's them walking. But um, I don't know. I just, just found it to be not that exciting uh, of a scene uh, up to this point. You know, it's just because it's just a standard hallway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they could have done to spice it up. Maybe a different part of the airport. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I don't know if this is... Um, if this is on purpose, if there's like psychological studies on, you know, this, like the, the way like casinos are designed, the, the colors they use and, and all that stuff, like this is just boring. So maybe they're like, well, you know, maybe your flight was delayed or you hit some turbulence and your luggage got lost. So, you know, we don't want people to get riled up. We want our passengers very sedated. So we're going to make our corridors white tile. And just, you know, different shades of beige and tan. We're going to make everything sedate to just put everybody to sleep. And, you know, maybe that's – I'm just wondering um, if that's done on purpose. If like yeah, they just, so you know, that, we it, want to keep everybody nice and calm, you know, no bright yeah. colors. We don't want to wake anyone up from their um, – their slumber. That's, that could be. That's a very good point, and <laughs> that might be true. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, like I'm a, yeah, I'm, and I'm assuming this is like the actual decor. At least was the actual decor of the actual LA airport. I'm, I'm not assuming that mm-hmm. they redecorated just for this scene, right? Because um, right. that would be really strange if that was <laughs> if it was a conscious decision. Like the actual LA airport is like reds and blues and fluorescent pinks and it's all bright and they were like no we gotta that's too exciting we want to calm everyone down before the big shootout or hey we could be getting this wrong it could have been even more boring and this could be them (laughs) spicing it up yeah what do you mean this is the colorful version (laughs) (laughs) exactly um so going through the minute well as i said they they are walking they are walking. Uh, and we, they are walking and you know everything collides i i do like the moment where kind of everybody comes in to the scene 
And, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to realize something could go pretty wrong here. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, the, the climax or the beginning of the climax, the beginning yes. of the real end. Um, the, you got the Frenchman and his henchmen, I guess the Frenchman's henchmen or, or yeah, you know, Frenchman. his guys. And then Shaheen's guys, the, the, the Iranian hitmen, like all coming together. And, and then you, when do you think that's enough? Then the, the, the fed, the feds, the agents, they pop up. Kind of everything, and I just want to say, um, the right at the basically 43 seconds into the minute where they just go past Jeff Goldblum and just do a complete turnaround, I think is uh, hilarious. (laughs) I mean, it's just very funny, yeah. That that is a good move, like because they're very (laughs) they're they they're they're walking straight. Obviously, if someone passes you, you'd be like, oh, this is just a person walking the opposite direction but then as soon as they're past the sight line where obviously they wouldn't be seen by the savox they instantly right. turn around um and now what's your thoughts on this I, the, the tone really seems to um go from this is a little bit funny in my opinion from when they get off the plane to walking uh then they get this stabbed and it does seem to – it just completely shifts in tone drastically in my opinion. What are your thoughts on, on the tone of the, of the scene? Yeah. I, you know, I've been thinking about it. Uh, listeners to this podcast w- would have heard me earlier in, in the movie and um, voice my feeling that I'm not a big fan. And I was thinking of other, other movies that have a mix of violence and comedy. And I'm, I'm not a prude. I do not object – to laughing at violence, I think of, um, I you know I was thinking particular like um, like Nightmare on Elm Street. You know I'm not a huge horror movie fan, but I like that series. And I think one of the differences, or the main difference for me at least, is that Freddy Krueger's got a sense of humor that mm-hmm. Mike Myers and Jason Voorhees don't have. So I appreciate. Have humor. you seen these guys' suits? You're telling me they don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, so this movie does have a mix of of the violence and and the comedy. It for yeah. some reason it just it doesn't hit me the way some other movies do. It just yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. work for me. Um, and you know, speaking of the other minutes, I, I've been listening and um, I, I've heard from a, a few people that Jeff Goldblum's character, how calm he seems to be mm-hmm. uh, for a quote unquote ordinary guy in this situation. Um, and I wonder if this whole movie was kind of presented. He's an insomniac, and if if the movie is presented, this is how an insomniac goes through a, a night or a day because it, it is it's almost dreamlike in certain. And I'm talking about the whole movie mm-hmm. now, and he's just kind of you know walking through it. What do you think? Uh, yeah, so so that could be it could be some accuracy there. If if yeah. It's it's tough because as others have said, like this is before this is early Goldblum. Like now, if you hire in 2019, if you hire Jeff Goldblum, you know he's coming in to play the Jeff Goldblum character kind of thing. Like yes. he's got a shtick that he does, and people like it, so you know that's fine. Where this is kind of before that became an established thing that mm-hmm. his his dry wit and, and deadpan expression. So. um yeah, I th- and, and I think there's there's other films and other actors where the same question is, 
Um, and you know, the, the name that just, and I, I was about to say that I can't think of an example, but then an example popped in and it's a little bit different, but like Marilyn Monroe, where mm-hmm. some people will write it off as like, yeah, she was just kind of the, um, blonde bombshell, blonde bimbo in the vernacular. Um, there's a lot of people that don't respect her acting ability. And I'm, I'm a bit, I'm, um, not a huge fanatic, but I'd say I'm a fan and I'm someone who respects her as a performer and as an actress. And I think mm-hmm. the, that, that people bought into it so much, they think that character is her. But if you look at the, the, um, the breadth of her work, the serious dramatic roles, the comedy, especially the comedy, just comedy is so hard and underrated. Um, just the, the, the talent or the ability, the dedication it takes sure. to really be a good comedic actor and, 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 and Marilyn Monroe certainly has some good uh, comedic parts that she's done where she's almost too good that people mm-hmm. bought into the character and they think, oh, that's just the way she is. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, maybe that's what's going on here. I kind of write off I've, – I've been writing off Goldblum as like not really doing anything. But if, you know, if that if the goal is a character who is just so exhausted from his insomnia – that he doesn't have the energy to react to anything. He's just so laid right. back. Um, you know, kind of, yeah. So what was your take? What's your feeling on, on the Goldblum performance that we get in this movie? Well, like, like we were saying, I mean, it is very subdued. Uh, it is before he became uh, the Jeff Goldblum that we know. Uh, I, I like his performance here. I mean, it's, it, I empathize with them. Uh, you know, is he the most likable guy? Probably not in this, but there's something about him. He's got some charisma and uh, he's funny. And yeah, I, I think it's a, a really good role for him. And he, let's see, yeah. if it was today, I mean, could he, I mean, he's older now, but w- could he take her on a role like this? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure he could. I mean, because mm. this is really a pretty subdued. Interesting. You know, it make, it, it, if I could uh, go on a tangent here for a minute, it makes me think of this year or last year's uh, movie Glass. Have you seen the End Night Shyamalan? I have not yet seen Glass, no. Well, Samuel Jackson gives just a very subdued uh, performance in that. And if you know Samuel Jackson in <laughs> most of his movies now, it, this is what it reminded me of. The, Jeff Goldblum here is subdued. If you ever see Glass, you'll see a very subdued Samuel Jackson, who's normally pretty crazy. Yeah, you, you don't often hear that these days in describing a, a Sam Jackson performance. Subdued is not a word that often comes to mind for right. Sam Jackson. So you're saying because he – he and in some cases like Goldblum kind of plays – shows up exactly. and people are expecting the Sam L. Jackson character. But you're saying he exactly. was able to pull it in and – very, it was a much yeah. smaller. Uh, it was smaller in the sense of just the the, the role. Uh, he, he wasn't large and and loud and and yes, yeah, the Samuel Jackson that we know and and everything else. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and that's what this reminded me of. Okay, so that that is a, a sort of a thought experiment. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than you know, sometimes we recast movies. We say, what if it was this actor or that actor? But we're saying, what if it was the same actor, but thirty years later. Right. In that part. Could he do and I'm, it? Yeah. I'm not sure he could. Yeah. Now, we all know Michelle Pfeiffer could mm-hmm. – yeah, could absolutely do yes. that. Um, she, you know, uh, recently – I think this is probably mentioned before. And if, if not mentioned here, it was certainly mentioned on the Bat Minute podcast uh, where uh, Michelle Pfeiffer recently posted a video. She pulled out the old whip from her uh, Catwoman days. And mm-hmm. um, she can still handle that whip as – as well as she handled it back then 
in 92. So I'm sure she could, she could definitely uh, take care of this part. Yes. Um, still. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing we see is you mentioned the, the, I don't know, hitmen, the goons, whatever, the, the Frenchman's um, mm-hmm. men circle back. They get behind the Savoks and they take two of them out right away. And right. and this kind of had me thinking, like scratching my head, like wait a second, Jack, back you know back at the, um, I guess his house, back at Jack's house, Jack was telling us, forget about the Frenchman who's trying to kill you when he was talking with uh, Michelle and Jeff. Forget about the Frenchman, you've got to worry about Shaheen. You know, no one, there's no danger, no one's more dangerous to you, no one you need to look out for more than Shaheen. But here we see in in the direct confrontation between Shaheen's men and the Frenchman's men, the, I don't know, the French guy seems to be coming out on top. I think they need to worry about this Frenchman. What, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. They, they seem uh, pretty cutthroat. Yeah. And uh, they're, ready, they're definitely ready to do business. Well, And, and I like this as one thing. There's, there's – and we see more of this fight. The firefight and, and the battle and the ruckus that ensues next minute. Um, but one thing that what we see in this minute, I like that they just, you know, they, they, um, the, the two gentlemen, they get behind the Savoks, the knives, knives come out, the switchblades, and just right in the back. Just, they, you know, this is henchman 101. There's no That's monologuing. Right. Yeah. No, no posing or preeming. Just, they just do it. That's right. You know, that's the way you don't, you don't mess around. You don't be like, hey, I've got a knife in your back. If if you're going to use the knife, you use it. You don't talk about it. And that's what these guys do. They're all business. They're professionals. Right. There's there's no showiness here. This is this is just right down to business. Yeah. And I uh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that Absolutely. in my in my henchmen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, that level of professionalism doesn't necessarily carry through, but – um, you know, that's a tale for, for a future minute. And we see, so the, mm-hmm. um, the knives come out, then the knives go in, uh, two of the Savaks go down and then the, we get one, one agent just giving us a, a WTF. Um, we right, are going to keep right, this podcast right. clean. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Jim. We, we won't we, you know, sweat it out too much. <laughs> we won't say what he says, but he, he gives a WTF and then federal agents, everyone down. And the Frenchman gets it. He pulls his gun and then all the guns. And I, I imagine when I'm in an airport, I think this is what's going on or about to go on. Like everyone is an undercover agent. Right. You know, anyone who's got like, you know, if you see like a hand in a jacket pocket, it's there. There's a gun there and they're just right. waiting for whatever it is to go down. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as you see, uh, I believe he's a sky captain. According to his hat, he just he just busts out with a gun. Everybody's got guns. Everybody. Well, just- <laughs> so you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, so it, I mean, so we hear screaming. There are there must be some civilians because someone's screaming. But the guy pushing the wheelchair pulls out a gun. The woman who was in the wheelchair like throws <laughs> off the blanket and pulls out a newsie. You know, it's just that's right. Everyone's undercover. <laughs> That's right. And again, it's, it, it can be a little humorous here. Um, I mean, I think it gets a little more serious in the next minute, I believe. But it's still you – know, like I said, the tones do shift a lot. Yeah. And yeah, particularly this sequence, it's 
I guess, yeah, you're, a lot of context switching between real violence and horror and like, oh, these are people that are going to be dead. And then the the funny stuff. Right. Lots of funny stuff. But that's, um, you know, that's kind of what this minute's all about. Yeah. Um, I don't know if um, that's pretty much all I had. One thing I noted, I don't know if you if you caught it, if you were able to do any investigation. Um Towards the beginning of the minute, we can hear that the public address system in the airport, and I think what it's saying, please go to the white courtesy telephone, Mrs. Morgan. And I know mm-hmm. that there's a lot of Easter eggs, there's a lot of little hidden things in this movie, and I'm wondering, like, does that name have any, any significance, Mrs. Morgan? Hmm. Did you hear that line? And, and did I, that, you know what? I did not hear that line. Yeah, because I know like there's an earlier minute where like they're paging uh, Frank Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's stuff like that. And I know, for example, in Spinal Tap, their airport scene, there's airport announcements. It's actually um, the 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 Spinal Tap guys switching their voices around, using different voices, but they're making the announcements in the airport that are playing in the background. You can kind of hear, um, ah, yeah. Uh, Christopher Guest and, and Michael McKean, like they're, they're doing the announcements that, that are playing in the airport as those characters are walking through the airport. Um, and Harry Shearer does, does a particular announcement. So I know like oftentimes directors will do things with those kind of announcements. They'll drop in. Right. Things, but, uh, yeah, this could, yes, this could be, well, we'll have to research this and yeah. see what we can come up with. Um, well, I'll tell you what, listener, if you're a big John Landis fan and you know what the, the meaning of that Mrs. Morgan, you know, Oh, this is that announcement was a shout out to so-and-so or whatever. Um, let us know. Uh, you can, you can find us, um, the show has a Facebook group, uh, The King Lives Listener Limo on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Night Minute. Um, so just pop in and say, listen, you, you doofuses, don't you know anything about John Landis? <laughs> Mrs. Morgan was his uh, seventh grade math teacher, and he puts a shout out to her in every movie. How do you not know this? So <laughs> That's <laughs> so, right. Yeah, so, so go ahead and, and give us a correction. We were not um, – there's no ego at play here. We're not going to feel hurt much. We want to know. We, we want to know. We want to know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and if you want to know where you can find more of these episodes, uh, well, you can find the Into the Night podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, we also have a, a website at nightminute.com. And I still I, I love that. Nightminute.com. That's a, a great address. Um, and other than that, uh, well, Brian. So you've 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 this is your first minute of Into the Night, mm-hmm. but you've done some other podcasting stuff. And uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your your podcasting history? Well, I've I've been a guest on a, a lot of your podcasts, Sean Groundhog <laughs> yes. Minute. That that was a great time with you and Dave. Oh yes, it was great time. We, the Scrooge Minute during the holidays and other. Great podcast. Uh, you and I have done a podcast uh, around the holidays, planes, trains, and automobiles. That's right, we did. Another great time, and so yeah, this is uh, you know this is the magic. 
Yeah, so folks, if you haven't heard any of that, you can check it out. Um, I think there are, so yeah, we've done the, the planes, trains, and automobiles. We did National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation uh, for Christmas the year before that. And then uh, I think that's all right now under Scrooged by the Ghost. So if you go to iTunes or Google Play or wherever and you, you search for Scrooged by the Ghost, you'll get um, all the holiday fun fun stuff that we've we've put out there. And then when you're done doing that, Come back tomorrow for the next installment of Into the Night. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category. 